Avengers! Assemble! In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick. Graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and... I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And we have a special guest co-host today. Mark Ruffalo. Not, no, 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 stop that. Charles Perallo. I'm sorry about that. Fourth time here, and I had to make that joke intro. Welcome back. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode, we want to tell y'all at home how you can get a hold of us on social media. Go for it. Go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at... The Marvelists. You can find us individually on Twitter, at Peter Melnick. Eddie's not on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram, at Peter Melnick. Yourself? At Eddie9193. You can also find Charles on all of that. Charles Peralo. There we go, yeah. So right down the line. You can also listen to us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, all that good stuff. So yeah, streaming on all of it. And remember, when you're on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and... Like us. Well, and share too, Eddie. Okay. So you can find us on all of those things. And Eddie, also go on wolverinepodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And when you do, you get one free month of Stitcher Premium. And you get a ton of audio content, including the Smodcast archives, the Earwolf archives, the Nerdist archives, Weird Al Yankovic's archives, and the first season of Wolverine the Long Night, and its follow-up season, Wolverine the Lost Trail. Yes. And once again, go to wolverinepodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And get it for free for the first month. I stuttered my word for that a little bit. You, you kind of heard like a little... It was shudder. delay. Yes. But anyway. Perfect. For only four ninety nine a month afterwards, and... Yeah, help support the show. So, cancel at any time. So, for Peter Melnick and the Marvelists, I am Peter Melnick, and yeah. It's amazing you got all that by memory. There was no, there was no like uh, was no paper sh- or anything. Yeah, nothing. There was repetition. N- there was no paper in the room. I know. I mean, it's incredible here. So, uh, thanks for having me back. And uh, Peter, what do you want to talk about? Charles, this is an intervention. You're wearing too many tank tops. You know, when I'm cast as the next Wolverine, it's going to be a big thing. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it would be like a five-foot-something kind of thing. Ooh, that's cold. I mean, you're 6'1". You're, you're well, actually, no, I'm not, but... Uh, well, I'm trying right, to build you up for the audience. Well, with the right shoes, I am, but... Uh, <laughs> with, my, with my special shoes, I am, for sure. Uh, but... You, what, right. kind, what kind of power-ups do you get with those? Um, You know... When you date a girl who's five foot nine and she has heels, uh, you, you can't teach you, that. You balance it out. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, I remember talking to this one girl on Tinder. She was six feet tall, and um, she, she, I was like, was she bad, badly, Roy Brown. Well, I made, I made a, uh, I made a joke. Like, okay, Eddie got the, Eddie appreciated that one. Thank you. Yes. Well, okay, we'll I give made, you that. Well, I started playing two truths, one lie with her through text, and I forgot the other truths I told her. They're probably lies, our embellishments I was making. 
But the, the lie was, uh, I said, uh, well, I was, it was like saying three things. I was like, one, I'm six foot five. And she was like, all right, so the first two things are like a little bit hard to believe. Like, I, actually, I remember now the part where you say you saved a bunch of horses two towns over, but which I did. But um, but then it's like, but then they're just looking at it. It's like, but the part where you're six five, I'm looking at photos of you. There's no way you're six foot five. I mean, she's pretty cool. She's got a horse. Yeah. And then she, here, the weirdest part, I told her I wouldn't date a fat girl and she said she wouldn't date a guy below six feet. I'm like, so do I like hit the cutoff there? And she's like, kind of. So that's how that's 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 what we're discussing right now on that's this podcast. That's 21st century dating, kids. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, Glad I'm so not there. But, but anyway, this week they just released the trailer for number two. No, number two. Number two. Number two. Right. Right. Yes. Number two for Spider-Man: Far From Home. And if you haven't seen Avengers: Endgame, people, first off, what are you doing with your time? Yeah, exactly. You should have by I'm now. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, anyone who's listening to a podcast called The Marvelist and they've is not a seen nerd, that movie, a well, nerd, a nerd, a Poindexter, a geek. Well, well, here's the thing. But if they've not seen that movie and they're watching this podcast, then they just clearly have a weird sense of priorities in their life. I mean, it's Peter and Eddie. You know, you want to go for them over the movies, and we're free too. There you go. Yeah, they're well. Well, they could stream it illegally, but we can't support that. Does that mean we're no. cheap? Also, but, we're free, but. Ugh. I'm not cheap. I'm 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 a lady with my class. I mean, you're you're like here's the thing: the people who showed up to Endgame for Scarlett Johansson, they can get you instead. Yikes! See, but. I'm not going to squeeze into that leather. But <laughs> the first trailer for or the second trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home, it's got nothing but spoilers for Endgame. And, and it's, if it's the same one, it's prefaced by Tom Holland himself. Yes, telling us in his native British accent, which is tough to hello get a, get to listen to, to kind of ingest that. Like, wait, is this? Yeah, I guess it is him. Yeah. One thing Telling just, you, don't do it if you did not see Endgame. So, otherwise, enjoy the trailer. Now, one thing I just want to ask is, what is with the whole thing with Tom Holland being like a spoiler king? Because that's a running joke they've had. They Hell, they introduced the title for the movie by saying, oh, I never spoil things, so I'm not going to show it. And he flips it up and he says, oh, that's how they revealed the title to yeah. it. So, did he ever like spoil anything big, or is this just kind of like a manipulated gag? It's teasing him, but he has like let things out, and they're like, you weren't supposed to say that. Well, you know, they hired him, so their, yeah. show, their, their mistake was that or the kid who played Carl from Walking Dead, and I think they made the right choice. Was Carl from Walking the Dead? Uh, Walking the Dead. <laughs> uh, my favorite show, Walking the Dead. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, I'm it, sure. It really isn't. You know, just, they're dead and they're walking. You just put great-grandma on a leash. Wow. Ooh, yeah. No, oof. I made it. As Eddie would say, oofa. Oofa. But, but uh, so he so he has made a couple of spoilers and they just got used to it. Yeah. So now we'll just get to it. You mentioned it off mic and it blew my mind. It actually makes I, I gotta perfect be sense. The one, I got to be the one to say it because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like getting the patent on that thing. Uh, Tony Stark is the new Uncle Ben. And that makes perfect sense. What? Because they're both deceased? De- yeah. Well, I didn't even know they were sick. See that? But that actually makes Where perfect sense. Where you been then? Jeez. It makes perfect sense because, yes, you have Uncle Ben there, but now this further pushes him where everyone in Peter Parker's life dies. Well, and hey, he, Aunt May's still kicking, and she's hot. Yes, she is, and she's with Happy Hogan for some reason. Happens. Do you think the whole thing with Happy Hogan... He was the beneficiary. Do you think he's taking the role of Spider-Man's new dad? Um... 
so very little of that. I thought it was funny. And like, you know, I mean, first off, you know, someone who looks like Aunt May will not stay on the market very long. No, she will not. And I think everybody for a while was like, oh, he's going to like Tony Stark is going to start dating Aunt May. Um, No, he would not. Clearly, that's not happening either. Uh, Especially especially now. And Pepper's still hotter, by the way. Um, With her goop. But um, oh, but where was I uh, going with that? Uh, When it comes to uh, like uh, the new boyfriend, um, I mean, well, did Aunt May disappear for five years or did she come back? That I'm curious about because if that's the case, if she was around the entire time, you have the whole element of, oh my gosh, my nephew is dead. Oh my gosh, my nephew is back. You can have so many emotional threads with my that. nephew pulled to Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, you what, said it, man. Nobody pulls to Jesus. But when it comes to uh, you know, when it comes to like the five year mark, because I'm just sitting there, it's like you know, did she get like married to the guy? Like, is this like a long relationship? It's it, it's it's weird. It's like uh, it's a different thing. Well, with the trailer, we also have the introduction of a new belief the multiverses so the character of Mysterio is coming from a multiverse a different dimension because when the snap was unsnapped everyone was some people were coming back from different universes it opened up a hole yeah this can open up so many different options too where you can bring back actors from previous iterations and throw them in here if you want we could bring back Fantastic Four, Johnny Storm, played by Chris Evans. And he has expressed interest in wanting to play the role again, because why not? Wow. You could bring back, what's his name, uh, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. Okay. Because, again, it could be done, a live-action Spider-Verse. Why not? Yeah, I was just thinking about about that idea, another Spider-Verse. When it comes to multiverse, I'm just going to stay pretty silent on it. Because to be honest, I've never been a huge fan of the whole multiverse thing. Now, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of the best film they've ever done with the Spider-Man. Damn parents. right. Yeah, I'm going to fist pump on that. Um, and I thought it was like just a clean movie all around. But, uh, you know, multiverse. And it was fun. But I always think multiverses get a little weird sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I've never been a huge fan of it. So... Um, I mean, but this is a way they could introduce the X-Men or, you know, other franchises. I don't know if I, as a big X-Men fan, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but, like, the door's opened. I'm curious. I think the whole idea, though, with Mysterio, it's going to be, I was talking, you know, earlier today with friend of the show, Ben Ortiz, and he was saying to me, I think he's going to be a con man. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense, because he's got all these illusions. Illusions, Michael. Well... I mean, does anyone want to take a bet that the elemental guys, like... Oh, yeah. It's, they're, uh, it's all him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. So I'm not being unique on that one. The Uncle Ben one, I broke the door. This one is, yeah. like, is already wide open. No, I don't think they want to do what was done in uh, Spider-Man 3 and have too many villains in a movie at the same time. But again, it's going to be... There are going to be a bunch of villains, but it's going to be all under him as his creations. That's okay. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I like the idea of the theatricality of Mysterio and... Let's be honest, you can make a lot of movies just with Mysterio as the villain, utilizing the whole over-the-topness of what he does. And you don't have to pay as many people. You got one guy doing all this stuff instead of paying three or four of them. Hey, you're saving money there. I like it. 
Mysterio's like I mean I was actually you know when it comes to Mysterio like I know he's not like the popular kid villain like he's kind he's of, cool looking he's, though he's in the back of the bus like he's in the or the middle of the bus he's <laughs> just not with any faction and I just can I just remember when the first I think Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out having the video of Kevin Smith watching that and his reaction to say the least to that oh F bomb Mysterio oh no F way oh oh yeah but. He didn't say F bomb and F way, by the way. He but just what I ran all out. <laughs> but what I wanted to see is actually with Mysterio. I wanted him to be a villain for Amazing Spider-Man Two, because I thought it could have been this cool plot. Because you know, in Amazing Spider-Man the first one. So you're not a fan of dubstep electro. I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all. And with the first one, you know, there's this whole thing where they actually like grow this Flash Thompson character. They make it like very cool, like you know how he's like you know this kind of good-looking jock guy who doesn't like Peter, but they actually developed him a lot. And in the sequel, he's not even in it for, like, one second. Yeah. And when I was looking at it, I was like, I thought they would keep him in high school for one more movie in the sequel, and they would do Mysterio as the villain. And I thought it could be really cool because, like, you know, okay, now, like, Flash is defending Spider-Man, and nobody wants Spider-Man, and Peter thinks he's going crazy. But, no, they drop it, and we get dubstep Electro, and... I Socially don't... awkward uh, Electro as well, right before he becomes Electro. Yeah, and I don't... And what was Green <laughs> Goblin in that movie? Yes. What was he? Yes. What was he? Who was it? Why yes. was it? <laughs> so, so you just answered. He, he he existed. There was there was a thing called the Green Goblin in that movie. It was a thing. We lived through it. Yeah. Well, not Gwen Stacy. Too tsunami. Well, so, but uh, first off, just for the record, to get this out in the air, did everyone like the trailer? Yeah, I thought very I much. A, it had a lot of elements, especially making the characters like real teenagers with Flash Thompson getting nutshotted. That was something. <laughs> My friends and I might have partaken in quite a bit, and yeah. I'm going to say this. I still don't like that Flash Thompson at all. But seeing him get hit in the nuts was pretty worth it for you. But, but I mean, you know, like, it was it was actually funny. Like, you know, Doug McCausen, who's a buddy of mine, and he's like, probably he probably will listen to this podcast. He, Hi, Doug. Hello, Doug. You sexy man. Uh, but he, uh, he will, um, when it comes to Doug, though, he uh, had a thing where he was, like, saying, like, well, you know, they go to an elite school, so that's not a modern villain to have a jock. They need some intellectual guy. And I'm like, you know, I, and I went to Catholic high school with Doug. And I'm like, Doug, we went to a Catholic school. Like, think about your bullies. And he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so, so he was like, you're right. And I just, I mean, I think Flash Thompson, the kid they made, is a good character. But it's just not Flash. It's not the football playing guy. It's some random, like, you know, like nerdy kid. And it's like the DJ Flash thing in the first movie. I was like, whoa. Bah, 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 I was like, that's not cool <laughs> by anything, any means. They took liberties with the character. They put different traits on him. And the same thing with now, which will be the developing relationship, I guess, with Peter and MJ in this new iteration of that character. Boy, they blew the doors off of it when she goes, yeah, I know you're Spider-Man. Oh, in this new trailer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could you not know kind of thing she was saying? Wait and a minute. Hold you it. You look um, at how socially awkward he is, and it makes sense. Like, oh, really? Wait, you're not Spider-Man, yet he somehow showed up on a European vacation. You know, <laughs> different movie, Chevy Chase. You know, after, Vegas. Hold on. You know, after everything that happened to them, like, you know, they all vanished for five years. Everybody's like half the pop, like probably half their schools, like, you know. Like, half their school has, like, out of wedlock kids by now or something. Like, you know, just normal stuff. After after all of that happened... Half of the school's closed. Yeah, half the school's closed. But after all of that happened... Oh, that one building. Yeah. 
like, close. Like, I mean, there, like, there are people in this universe where their little brothers are now older than them. Like, that's just, this just happened. Uh, that's something they should really target in that. That's, no. I don't know. I mean, but like, the thing is, like, it's just I, I find this idea very strange because they're going on a European vacation. You know, months after they all come back to life after being absent for five years, uh, and I'm just sitting there like, this, this this doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. They couldn't cover all the possibilities, I guess, with all the different characters. Just like we don't know whatever really happened to Emma, we can assume she was okay. And you know what happens when you assume? Yeah, assume you, you make an assume out of many. Yeah, I do that joke like every uh, episode. So it's yeah. If you really start breaking down all these different characters, whatever happened to and so on. Just like at the end of Endgame, you, you see Aunt May at the at the very end. Did you have to? I don't know. If she wasn't there, would you have missed her? Mm, I don't think so. We'll catch up with her in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like this a lot. I thought it was a very cool thing. But um, when it comes to, you know, like this whole... I, I hope we get a real cultural worldwide effect in this movie. Like... And I, I hope they just, like, say, like, you know, government's changed, religion's changed, how people view the world's changed. And I hope this movie captures it well. It's going to be happening a lot with these movies, to be honest. Like, when you look at The Defenders, the Netflix stuff on, you know, with that, you have the after effect of the incident. We're going to be getting a lot of after effects of post-snap. And you know the resnap, and we've all we've all here seen the Defenders and Daredevil and Jessica Jones, right? Mm. I've seen I've seen uh, the first two episodes of Defenders. Whoa, whoa! I got well, you're missing nothing there. I'm gonna be honest with I'm, you. I've heard that, that's but... the that's the Thor: The Dark World of Netflix. No, that's uh, what's it called? Uh, Iron Fist season one. It was okay. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I liked Iron Fist season one. I mean, the scene where he like recommunicates with the girl like that he used to know in childhood is like. He gives her a bunch of blue M&Ms because she doesn't like to eat the blue ones. I'm like, what kind of obnoxious girl is this? She doesn't want the damn blue M&Ms. It's the same flavor. Oh, no. Okay. They all come out the same color, too. There's a... Yeah. I, I, we digress. We do. We well, digest, I could have too. continued with Boo. Boo Berry, that's, mm. that's a no-no for me. You don't like Boo Berry? It doesn't like me. Franken, How dare you? Frankenberry and, and Count Chocula. Well, then sit down. Is that what he's standing up for? You know, I've wait, had... wait, 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 wait a minute. You like you like Frankenberry, but don't like Blueberry. They're pretty much the same flavor, Eddie. No, no. Frankenberry, Count Chocula, no the problem. Flavor. They're good. They're good stuff. You know, I've... Blueberry just doesn't work. I'm disappointed, Eddie. You know, I've not had the cereal in years, but Jesus Christ, I miss I miss Count Chocula. Same. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I, I always pictured him and the Count from Sesame Street, like as friends as a kid. I was like, this, this is cool. Oh, that's cool. I would love to see. You could have a little Count to Coven sort of thing. Oh no, it's witches. They, I'm sorry. They have they have Count Con. And yes. Still better, less of a ripoff than the Stranger Things Con. Excellent. Now, on top of all of that, let's actually rewind a little bit and go over to your Uncle Ben theory. Oh yeah, we really missed this topic. There. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't see the last ten minutes. Um, but um, when it comes to that and the Uncle Ben theory, so I I was just kind of looking at it, and I'm like, because I was like, kind of like, what happened was I was thinking before, like a long time ago, I was like, oh yeah, who plays Uncle Ben in these movies? And I forgot, I was like, oh yeah, they haven't done that casting yet. But they've alluded to it. Yeah, but they, we don't know much about it because I was like, I was saying like, you know, I'd like to see Uncle Ben like not look like he's like on Social Security. I'd like to have him look like sort of like Aunt May, like kind of like, an, you know, that age group. like Retirement look. age, maybe, or close to no, it. No, no, he, he has the AARP card. He doesn't have the C- Social Security card. He's okay. not there. All right. Um, 
but I would like him to like you know kind of look you know decent like put together and uh, I was just thinking when I saw this trailer I was like you know did is is like just are they just gonna ignore Uncle Ben and make Tony Stark it because we've seen Uncle Ben die um, well that's the reason why you we, like you say ignore him because you already know that part we don't have to go and dwell and spend screen time with that you do can you, just get past that perhaps. do you think Uncle Ben's passing will be acknowledged in Far From Home in the sense of this first Uncle Ben and now him maybe maybe uh, um, but you know I think it's like you know Dave Perez who also occasionally listens to this podcast you've met him friend of mine yes I have uh, hello Dave uh, hello Trump pool I'll pay you that, that 60 bucks back I owe you my bad um, but um, but uh, you know this is forever documented now, so yeah. now we know how much he owes. Yeah, no. We're not a booking agency, are we? Just, Do you want to be? Well, it happened. We get 5%? Well, okay. It happened. It happened. But, you know, with, with uh, my pal Dave, uh, you know. PayPal Dave. Jeez. When, uh, in, in, uh, with, oh, I w- oh, man, I'm going to have to PayPal him. I feel so bad. Uh, you know, when it comes to. Whatever it takes. When it comes to. Whatever it takes. When it comes to uh, Dave, though, my, uh, my guy. Uh, when it comes to him, he during the movie Batman versus Superman, when uh, the like Martha and Thomas Wayne get shot, and it was a midnight premiere, Dave starts screaming, "Uncle Ben, no!" And oh he, wow, I thought we crossed one way. We just crossed right back the other way. No, I, I, I took us through a loop, but I got us yeah. back there. And it, like I think we've just seen Uncle Ben die too many times. Like I think everybody hated how Martin Sheen's like Uncle Ben died. I'm like, I mean, maybe we could have had a Spider-Man movie where he lived. <laughs> Okay, well, he dies at the end, but, like, uh, I don't know. Somewhere he makes it in the process. Somebody had to start in the movies, and it was Martin Sheen. It was, I mean, I would love to see Charlie Sheen as the new Uncle Ben. Give it time. Yikes. It could happen. <laughs> it's it's quite possible. <laughs> Uncle Ben R-rated. Not winning. Dying. <laughs> Black Widow's going to That was be. a really dated reference for me, and I apologize to everyone. I mean, that's yeah, on the, apology accepted. That's on the same track of having, like, Michael Douglas take on Kirk Douglas roles. I take it. I mean, but uh, besides that, though, I'm you know I'm glad I spotted it. I mentioned that, and Peter paused for like thirty seconds, like earlier, like before we started filming. Like, oh, I, I blew his mind here. Yeah, that was, was like it, it was perfect. It was makes it. perfect sense because you have so much emotion now for Peter Parker to avenge him. Avenge me! It's gonna be wow. that and. Oh. That, that hurt my ears, and I'm not even wearing headphones. So, Sorry, Eddie. But also, this world, they clearly don't want, like, you know, to be the same as the other Spider-Man movies. Like, you know, Mary Jane Watson is clearly not. Like, this girl is very different than MJ. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. That I just derailed my train of thought. Thank you very much. Uh, no, but with the with the trailer again and missing Tony and seeing the the spray painted on the brick building wall, a couple of scenes, whether it be the just the helmet of Iron Man or a full figure that was again painted very nicely on the wall, by the way. Uh, preface that with the emotion that you saw in Endgame between Peter and Tony. And yeah, they went they went heavy on the emotional trail, and and you know made a solid establish establishment of these two. And just like that became a big motivator for Tony to get into the concept of what if we could go back and him constructing with, with Friday the the time machine. And we, all, we also have to tell you all at home with this, we are going to be delving back every once in a while to talking about Endgame and our beliefs and everything with it. Because this movie, one, is still fresh in our minds. And two, there's still so much to take in on that movie. And 
uh, in the last episode, we didn't even mention one of my favorite things about that movie, and that was the ending with Steve Rogers going getting his dance with his gal. You never talked about that? That was one of the things we completely forgot. Yeah, we was more hung up on the transfer of the shield into the other to the other characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys mentioned this. I actually didn't listen to that podcast, but I'm curious. What are the odds we get like a 1970s Avengers movie? Let's say like uh, Howard Stark, is that his name? Uh, Hank Stark. Uh, and then like, you know, we get Peggy Carter, young Captain America. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I mean, Wolverine, that could be a great way to introduce him. Like things like that. Um, I mean, I, I would just like to see that as like a spinoff movie or prequel. I think that would make some money. I, I would honestly be down with that because there's so much you can do in regards to like period pieces in Marvel. And they, Marvel are the experts of doing those. Oh, and Hank Pym for sure, they could put it. Yeah, in absolutely. Eddie? Yeah, I was just thinking too with a prequel, I thought right away of seeing a post where it, it, it's, you know, maybe not official, the next nine perhaps Marvel movies, and the first one they listed was Black Widow. So, yeah, definitely a prequel on that. And maybe we, and we get to find out how she came to be the person that she came to that we know her knew her as and perhaps we'll get the answer to budapest that was referred to in two movies at least see i'm fine with them never like revealing what budapest was well question for you peter and eddie if you guys had a hundred dollars to bet on like black widow coming back to life would you make that bet or do you think she's gone forever she's gone she's gone oh ah oh ah hall notes in case you couldn't recognize the the, the musical tones off of the laundromat thingy well, okay. If you, or here's the thing: you get a hundred bucks to bet on, and you got to make the bet on who's going to get there to come back to life. And there's there are three big bets ultimately from that movie, right? Who are you going to put your money on there that's coming back? The closest for me to see return would be Tony, but it would be as like an AI. Okay. And they've done that in the comics. Eddie, I, you bucks. know, yeah, I would have loved to have have them all come back. Uh, <laughs> and that was my that, night. that yeah. was my sadness after the first viewing of Endgame. When the I got Endgame, to the second viewing, I said, "Oh, well, okay." The real Endgame was the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> there you go. But, um, and wait a minute. And back to Peter Laundromat. Wasn't yeah. it Abandoned Luncheonette, the name yes, of the Hall & Oates yes, album? Yes, yes, oh, yes. It had the ed at the end. Had to make the musical correction, so sorry. You're fine, Eddie. I appreciated fine. that. It was helpful. But, but for 100 bucks, I, I would probably put like, you know, $75 or they end, no, no, 70 bucks. they end up bringing, you know, Captain America back. You're not even placing the whole 100 <laughs> I would love Spreading to see Captain America. Well, no, no, 15 bucks on Scarlett Johansson <laughs> coming back and 15 bucks Tony Stark comes back. I love the idea, though, of maybe you can still do a Steve Rogers movie in the future. Like, you know, maybe like do now 1980s where you can have him be the nomad and give him a mullet, sweet ass mullet. Well, you can make him Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah, I'm I am down with that. That's <laughs> that was Doug McCausland's idea, not mine. So I'm nope, it's Doug yours credit. now. I stole Doug. Doug, you're not here. Look, look, like my social security number, I stole it. <gasps> <laughs> well, you know what? Developing a nomad character might be an idea, and then uh, it just made me start thinking: Do you ever, never mind what's happened already, talk about or develop the idea of of Steve Rogers being assassinated, as he was in the comics around the Civil War time, and then Bucky becoming Captain America for a while, and then eventually Sam becoming. Captain America. Do you oh. go? Do you, maybe you don't go that way, which is why you got the nice nod from Bucky to Sam saying, "Yeah, go ahead." 
Well, Take did, it. Did you guys ever watch uh, X Men Evolution? I have not. I've wanted to get into that. Okay, and I'm going to guess, Eddie, you're a no bueno as well? No bueno. So there was one episode where Wolverine, they revealed that he fought in World War II with Captain America. Yeah. And one thing that happens is... <laughs> Eddie's looking around, where's the books? Where's the books? I got them, I got them. Well, I do! The, well, first off, you know how that's not a spinoff right there is like, I would love to see that matchup. Like a series? Like yeah, a show? You know, I, I don't know. It's just like anything with those two characters. But uh, with, Eddie's looking for the books for the audience of audio. <laughs> But uh, for Magneto, though, uh, but for Magneto, though, he steals the machine that made Captain America Captain America, and he uses it on himself to become young again. So could he, you know, do we get a sequel, like, you know, in five years where he becomes young again using that machine on his set himself? And, you know, if they do that plot, I'm sure it'll make sense. I'm sorry, I've, I have a title, <laughs> Wolverine Captain America, four-issue miniseries. It might not be World War II, but here it is. You just have these things on and file? Just, well, I did it once before with uh, the Chaos War reference, whatever. How now, many... speaking of chaos going on, Disney <laughs> has canceled something. Ugh. Oh. And I guarantee, mon frere. Yes, yes. Mon frere, mon chéri. Oh, oh that too. Uh -huh. for this accent. Yes. Uh -huh. Someone to a whole, to a whole country. Well, it's a thing. Uh -huh. Anyway, Gambit got canceled. Gambit. So, we, we will just not... start making magic mic jokes. If you want, but to be honest, it's one of those movies I was excited about it for the train wreck aspect and also of the... There's a train wreck in it? You stop that. Oh my God, you stop guys. That. Stop that. We get a lot of lawbreakers in this movie. Oh God. <laughs> a bad, bad thing. Okay, Chris Isaac. I... It's a wicked game. Stop it. Please that... continue, Peter. I was kind of torn. I did want to see this at the same time for the train wreck element, but also there was part of me, I'm like, no. maybe it could be good because they were going with a different tone of movie. You have Logan where it's trying to be film noir. You have X-Men Days of Future Past where it's trying to be a period piece and also science fiction. You have Deadpool that's trying to be a comedy. Gambit was supposed to be a rom-com. And if that's the case, with, uh, give it a Rogue shot. Or? That's... They haven't. They never said exactly what it was going to be. I mean, when it comes to Gambit, I mean, you know, Johnny Depp was supposed to play him in the original movies, right? Really? Uh, so that was like something that you know just contracted out. But there was talk of, and if you look at the guy who they had play Gambit in X Men Origins, they look alike. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch. Well, the one. Wow, I love that he knows that offhand. Uh, I'm just like that, that. That actually just had me impressed too. I'm like, wow, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, you you need a you need an award. You miss me. I'm pretty sure the director wouldn't remember the guy's name at this yeah. point. <laughs> He's out. He's cut. Contract. Goodbye. But the thing is, with this movie also, you also end up getting something delayed. We're getting New Mutants delayed yet again. again. We don't need no education. And by the way, that reference, which from the original trailer, it's been so long, nobody even got that. Wow, I forgot. <laughs> Um, trying to remember for the first time. What, they played uh, yeah. Brick in the Wall in... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're... In... Like, I was... Like, wait a minute, in... in... I mean, we, don't have, we don't have a video here, but the, it was the trailer for New Mutants. But in the... the Eddie, oh, Eddie, Peter, oh, I kind of... Was right. the trailer 2017? Well, Peter was giving me this look. He's like, why is he singing Brick on the Wall randomly? And I'm like, I'm going somewhere with this. 
And it's just like, I mean, I it's just like, you know, that was a cool trailer. Yeah. I had more fun with I, I had more fun with that trailer than I did with uh, the Spider-Man one. And that's not an insult to Spider-Man, but it's just that was different. It was kind of fun. It was like, what what is this about? And the thing about it that bothers me is it's such a unique idea of a movie. We're going with horror this time with the superhero stuff, which Fantastic Four 15 kind of tried to go with. You end up having... Well, the movie was a horror, just not yeah. that kind of horror. Yeah. Well, Ooh. the problem with Fantastic Four was it was trying to be like, what's his name? The guy who did The Fly. The, the 80s version. Jeff Goldblum? No, but the director. Okay. Jeff Goldblum's director? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Cronenberg. 1986. Okay. David Cronenberg. Yeah, okay. very Cronenberg-esque. Ooh, with... we did better with what's before that in the 80s. Uh, scanners, I think. Yes. and Well, that was the 80s as well. With the head I blown. know. But the thing is... What we I would love to see a Cronenberg-esque superhero movie, and I feel New Mutants might have been that movie. And they're delaying it now till 2020, and I feel it's going to get either delayed again or put on the shelf. And you and I both, Charles, had talked off mic, maybe it'll go on Disney+. Plus. You know, I think Bob Iger probably saw the movie, because you know, when people think of Bob Iger, and my friend Raj and I, we call him God Iger, and um, when it comes to Bob Iger, nobody really thinks like that he's that involved with this. But he is. This is a major part of his company. He probably saw the movie and he was like, you know, I don't want some sort of like scary horror film uh, to be associated with Avengers. But you really look at it and it's like, you know, you know, they have two major stars in this film. They have the, the actress who played Arya Stark or Macy Williams. And she's one of the biggest stars of a generation, I would say. And it's amazing that, uh, you know, they don't like hell. I mean, they you think they'd be making this canon to their new movies because, hey, there's a, a chance to recruit someone that's that's a legend like right now who's like only 22. And the other one is uh, the kid who plays um, Will's older brother, Jonathan, oh, no, Jonathan Byers in uh, Stranger Things. And that's another great choice right there. So you have two mega actors in a trailer that I think got universally positive reviews. But I think Bob Iger is just looking at it. It was like, well... It's not Disney. And that's what I'm worried about with this movie because I also feel either the movie's really good and they're like, well, we don't... I've heard they're moving it to the spring because they don't want it to suffer with the other movies that are going to be coming out this summer, which I understand. All right, that would be a smart thing, yeah. Too much competition, yada, yada, yada. But flip side, maybe they're just like, well, it's not a good movie. Let's just push it off even some more. Oh, this couldn't be an updated Fantastic Four 1994, can it? No, please. I don't want it to be buried and disappear, you know? I want to see it. I want to watch this movie. Well, I mean, Dark Phoenix, they had, um, you know, that 10 minutes, first 10 minutes come out. And it actually was, like, from what I read, pretty damn good. I mean, so I don't think, like, look, you know, where would you... Where would you rate the X-Men movies versus the Marvel movies? A lot of people like the X-Men movies. I think they're okay. I'm raising my hand. They're okay. I mean, I'll put it like this. Uh, I I prefer Days of Futures Past and Logan to any uh, MCU movie, and I'm going to get like beaten up for that with this crab, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to say it. My thing is with the X-Men movies, they're movies that don't want to admit they're superhero movies. And I know a lot of people that are like, I love the X-Men movies because they're not pandering like the comic book movies are. I'm like, well, those are comic book movies too, pal. Well, I don't know if X the X-Men truly are superheroes. I think X-Men to me is like you're trying to just survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and but 
again, it's I've seen people where they're like, I don't like comic book movies, but I love the X Men. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's such a cool. I mean, Logan, I would not consider like a comic book movie for the most part. It doesn't. But feel, it, is. it is. But I, I, I love it. Uh, I thought it was like. I mean, I wish we could just build off of that universe. Like, I want to. Which is darkness that. and sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but, but also, I mean, it does exist. It's called well, DC. Well, well, also, how they had the real. Well, but, but here's the. <laughs> oh, thing. Eddie's does, reaction was but priceless. Here's the thing. This does it well. Yep. But but no, also where like the little girl, like I think her name is Daphne Nat Daphne Keen, no no Scooby Doo Association. Stop that. And uh, with with Daphne uh, but like I mean, I liked how it was like, oh, there's actual X Men comics and there was a comic based off this. It felt very cool. And oh well, I mean, I guess we're not gonna see that. Well, on the to- other side, things we're not gonna see. We are not gonna see the Russo brothers introduce these this certain group of characters into the movies and he's saying they're saying we want it to go over maybe to the Guardians they could introduce them the Nova Corps they basically said we never intended to bring the Novas into the Avengers Endgame movies and we just wanted to you know do our own thing but James Gunn he can introduce them if he wants to sure so I don't even know what the Nova Corps is explain it to me it's pretty much the Green Lantern Corps space cops so ripoff no comment okay so that that it, it's kind of like Deadpool meets Deathstroke. We know what it is, but we won't admit it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Deadpool oh. is a better ripoff, though. I, yeah. yeah. Just, I think, generically speaking, uh, you, you know, you get introduced to the Nova Corps via Guardians, and, you know, going that route will get to that core Nova character, which is kind of cool, I think, to happen. I'd love remember, to see that. Remember, though, that, like... Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the original Nova, is a teenager, a high yeah. school teenager, who gets gifted. By the way, this is a, a gift card. Yeah. By the way, this is just an interesting point because a lot of this is an interesting point because like you know this is this is still like a little bit of a post-end game like podcast, right? Yeah, I could, I would so, say that. So I mean, it's going to be for a while. I mean, one thing one thing to point out with this world right now, like how it is, you know. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of feel like this whole thing's over. I keep seeing people say, uh, like, they post on it's like, well, you know, that's part of my childhood over right there. And I'm like, we've not even introduced effing Mr. Fantastic yet. Right. We've not even introduced Charles Xavier yet. Where, where, like, where is Magneto? So, I don't know. Like, wh- how, how would you like to see these guys introduced? In regards to the Novas, you mean? Well, you know, the Novas, any of these characters. Like, what's your dream introduction for some of these people? I would actually... I'm going to field this over to Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> Peter's taking his time. Eddie, you got to do it. Yeah. They're going to just drop it on us. I mean, and I mean that in a, in a great way because of what they did with Guardians. Who would have thought that was such a that was such a, a long shot, another character, that... Stop that. ...took off so well. So I think at their discretion... We're just like um, friend of the show, Trey Stone, my radio uh, co-worker, has said, okay, I've seen this trailer. They can have all my money, and I'll just keep on you know, feeding the till because he's just hooked. He's, he's like, he's, he's never in there. never heard that expression well, before. He's sold. Yeah. Here's what I think they just need to do because X-Men, I, I am excited to see this all again. I mean, I, the only way they need to introduce the X-Men is this. The yellow suit first scene that you see in the trailer. I've said it on another episode. I'll say it again. I think the perfect way to introduce Wolverine would be through the Alpha Flight and bring them in in a movie where you end up having them fight in the Canadian wilderness, a wild, 
Hulk. And a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Big, furry, wild, now, white beast. what would you beast. call that movie? Wild Hulk or... Alpha Flight. Because you really can't do a Hulk movie unless you have uh, Universal involved. Who's, el- who's el- also involved with uh, Alpha Flight? You have Sasquatch. You have Puck. Who else you got? You have the Shaman. There we go. That one. You have North Star oh, and Aurora. Yeah. Borealis. Bar- at this time of year? No, no, at this time no. of day? No, we're no. not doing this, Peter. We're not doing it. Localized entirely but, uh, in this basement. But uh, wait, do they have... The Guardian. Uh, do they have the rights to all those characters? Yeah. Oh, they got everything back. They have everything back except Spider-Man-related characters. But uh, they, they what, can use them. Well, can they use Green Goblin? Mm. Like, I mean, when it, I, Oh, I, no. They're going to make a Green Goblin movie. <laughs> well... Out, am I? Well, I mean, for example, like... Because that's just the thing I don't... Avenge know. me, indeed. Well, wait. Yeah. Did, you, did you guys do a podcast for Venom? No, we did not. Oh, okay. So... Do you guys, like, are they allowed to do Venom in this uh, MCU universe, by the way? Mm. <laughs> that's, right, uh, and that's I know less answer. than that, so let's check, let's less check of a contracts. Mumble. Let's check the record. Actually, I'm not going to check the record, but let's assume Let they me can't. go check my Venom review that never got aired. <laughs> that I have somewhere down. Do you really? Like this is a negative thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let, all right Eric, Eddie, uh, yeah. Eddie, you're going to be Roger Ebert for us right now. Oh, thumbs up or but, thumbs down on Venom? On Venom? I know it's going to be a thumbs up. It's going to be a thumbs up. It's a part, you, it's, you only get one option. There's no yeah, in between. It's, it's, yeah, it's a thumbs up. See, oh, wow. No, I, knew I was it. expecting yeah. that. I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that happened. He don't know me very well, do he? Fantastic Four, 94. 17 out of 20. <laughs> these ratings get so whacked out, these numbers. I don't know why. The thing had five, blue eyes. Ten, ten stars. <laughs> Well, he was ever loving. Well, he lived on is, Yancey Street. The thing is Jewish, so I don't think he's supposed to have Jew- blue eyes. Jewish? He just died. Sorry. No, he's just Jew. He's not Jewish. He's Jewish. Oh. oh. The lame joke. Yeah. That joke kind of failed there, Peter. But I try. But please, Peter, continue. Yeah. But anyway, my idea of bringing in characters, just introduce them kind of like how you did the Avengers. You bring them in through other things. Backdoor, like, you know, how Black Widow came in through Iron Man 2. You have Hawkeye come in through, I believe, Thor? Thor. Bring them in that way. Like, just sneak them in, but don't have, like, draw so much attention to them, but bring them in. Yeah, but Wolverine is the kind of character where I think he could actually do, like, you know, I mean, you just have to say the words, and there's going to be a half a billion dollar, like, you know, box office on it, and that's before anything comes in. I get that, but... I feel like that's it's so easy to do that. And while, yes, it will be the thing that makes the money, you want to do it in a good storytelling idea. Well, well, here's another thing. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily get Wolverine introduced very early on with the X-Men. I would not want that. Uh, how would you want, like, you know, someone like Cyclops introduced? That was one. I was thinking he could come in in another movie as well, just bring him in the back. I mean, there's a few characters, like uh, Mr. Sinister. I mean, you can introduce him. Like, he could be a villain in another movie, and then it goes back to X-Men. I still want Mr. Sinister to be played by my boy, Brian Cranston. And, and I mean, we also have... Sure. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's a real fuller house already. I mean, you have Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. She is she is an X-Men, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yes, as well as now, or, or primarily um, an Avenger, at least in the movie aspect but Cyclops already got introduced sort of the back way in a prior X-Men movie or movies so he could do it again this that way um, was that X-Men Origins I think so yes that's not worth just I, one I, just one of the kids I don't think they're that gonna, were, you know I don't think Eddie what did take, you think of that movie I don't think they're going to be taking creative advice from that movie. I was down with that I Stop was all right, I was all right with that 
How about Deadpool in that movie, Eddie? Did you like Deadpool in that Deadpool movie? Deadpool in that movie where? I missed that one. That in X-Men Origins. That must have been the... Uh, oh, that Deadpool? Wolverine. Yeah, well... Mm, yeah. I don't know. He, he was just a, a weapon. <laughs> you know, I know this is going off topic, but did the directors just say, hey, we're going to give every Deadpool fans a middle finger? Like, right there. Um, real, yeah. Let's take the Merc with a mouth and zip his mouth up. I mean, you know that's. I mean, hell, they should have just done the thing where, like, you know, Logan does the the finger thing with the claws and just say to Deadpool fans. Anyway, so I think that's gonna wrap this episode up, guys. Eddie, could be. Um, we want to make sure we mention, of course, in the ending credits here and so on that, uh, or if we need to reiterate where you can find us, and also the other things you can catch. Well, we don't need to reiterate where you can find us. But we can find where we can find us at conventions. Yes, and we have some coming up in the month of May, which includes the Hudson Valley Comic Con in Poughkeepsie, New, New York, York State. Yes, exactly. What is that? It's a convention in Hudson Valley. But when? May 11th and 12th. I think I'll have to go. I think I'm going to have to go to that. Yeah, and you should also speak into the microphone when you speak. <laughs> I think I'll have to go. We're just going to do that again, but... uh <laughs> Um, and I'll wear a tank top to that too. I'll get you a brand new tank top for that, just for Peter. I mean, you could you could go on T Public and get the bunch of bullshit tank top. I don't even know what that is, but I'll take it. Uh, con season is is coming into uh, full swing. Maybe wherever you are, nationwide. And on May seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, East Coast Comic Con, presented by Crucial Entertainment and Thirteenth Dimension is going to be at the Meadowlands Expo Center in scenic Secaucus, New Jersey. And I will be in attendance on the 18th and 19th. The 18th, I'm going to be doing a panel with the co-creator of Killmonger. He is Don McGregor. We're going to be doing a discussion of his time at Marvel, his time at DC, his, do, his work on independent stuff, all that good stuff, all that good jazz, if you will. But we're going to be doing a little panel there. About an hour in length, give or take. Maybe a few minutes when, you know, they yell at us and go get off the stage. But... I don't think they would do that. They might just get up and leave. They do, like, five minutes. Oh, yes. Minutes. They, that's right, I they do. I hate when they do that, but... It's a countdown, yeah. It's like it's, it's, final, like, a, it's like a cooking show. It's a final countdown. It's a, da, da, da. Europe, 1987. Da, 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 da. Okay. But, yeah, so come on down to lovely Secaucus, New Jersey at the Meadowlands Expo Center and watch me stutter and just... Be nervous on a stage and blush when a really cute girl probably says, hi. Yeah, he's good at that, actually. I, I'm amazing at that. That's, yeah. my, that's my secret, Has Captain. a cute girl gone, gone and said hi, waved, whatever? During yes. the... During? Oh, my. Well, now that might happen. Probably not, though. Well, but depends on if you shave. You know, I just got to ask this question, Peter. Yes. Is there a Marvel like comic-themed wedding in your future? God, I hope not. Oh, wow. I <laughs> just the, the say, idea I so. of, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we're not. So I, I just have to ask a question. I mean, are you a religious guy by any chance? That there doesn't have to be a priest who does your wedding, right? So I mean, what what comic book character is going to like you know? Um, like if you had to pick perform one, the ceremony, if no. You had, if you had to pick an actor to perform a ceremony, well, an actor is different. An but... actor, and then they'll just be themselves. I'd go with Tommy Wiseau, though. I mean, I have the hair for it, so I think I can pull that off. I would love to see that. <laughs> Well, anyway, what other conventions are we going to be at? Well, flash forward, or fast forward, actually, to June 29th and 30th, Morristown, New Jersey, for the Garden State Comic Fest. want to thank the guys and gals down there for getting us hooked up, and we'll be looking forward to that one happening. And forward more to Uncasville, Connecticut, Mohegan Sun, and it'll be Terrificon, August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Friend of the show, Mitch Halleck. 
yeah. King of the Nerds, and all that stuff. And you can listen to him on the Power Cosmic podcast. And also, the main event in regards to convention season this year, we're not going to be at San Diego, but we will be at New York Comic Con at the Jacob K. Javits Center. New York, New York. Trump Pool will be there also. He will be there this year? Uh, he will be there again. Will his wow. sidekick be there? Was that me? Yes. You know, I, they, you know, there are people taking photos of him, and they're like, he even has a bodyguard. I'm like, <laughs> well, I've been working out at the gym. I'm glad I pulled that off. Yes. <laughs> so, before we go, we also want to tell y'all how you can get a hold of us through the email bag, because we didn't mention that. So we're not going to do our social media plugs. Oh, please. just that part. Yeah. The Marvelous at Gmail. Dot com. Questions, comments, strongly worded letters, haikus, hakus, all of that good stuff. And if you like listening to the podcast, keep checking out our daily Facebook and Instagram posts. We've moved from the Facebook daily post to Instagram recently, except for Sunday. We need a day of rest. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, it is. And if you hadn't heard or seen, we do features like Mutant Monday. Technically, it was originally Muty Monday, though. <sighs> Go ahead. <laughs> That was supposed to be your next, but not the correct Team Up Tuesday. Wolverine Wednesday. Thursday. And First Appearance Friday. And then, of course, Spider-Man Saturday. Thwip. Thwip, thwip, thwip. Off on Sunday. Because. Chick-fil-A is delicious. We can. And I'm going to just make this my by fourth time on the podcast, and this is your daily reminder, Tony Stark is dead. Mic drop. Wow. For the Marvelous, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Tony's dead. Excelsior.